Welcome to Network Marketing Breakthroughs Podcast with Rob Sperry, where you will hear stories and strategies to help increase sales in your business. Let's level up your network marketing business with your host, Rob Sperry. Trying this November thing out. I think I'm done. It's already itchy. I know people say you just got to push past it. You can do it. You can make it. I'm done. I can't do it. I'm shaving tomorrow. Excited to talk to you about the follow-up. Everybody always says the fortune is in the follow-up. Well, the fortune's in the invite and the follow-up and the close and everything all combined. And so we're going to bring it all together. I promise you I'll talk about the follow-up. So I'm going to give you several different tips on the follow-up, teach you one of the major, major things that I did wrong when I started that most people do wrong. And the reason why they go from invite to follow-up and don't have a high conversion rate. So I'm really excited to talk to you about that because that was a huge shift in my business. That was a huge transition in my business. So my quick story, as far as follow-up for me, before I get into these tips, is I was approached by 11 different network marketing companies. I live in Utah. There's a different network marketing company on every single block, I swear, I promise, it seems that way. Off my exit, where I live, there's at least, at least five different network marketing companies. So every time I get approached, almost without question, there was never a follow-up. It was like a one pitch, one close, one hit wonder, and then after that, they wouldn't follow up. Now I know a lot of you have had the opposite effect where you had people that would just pound, 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 pound on you, and they were the annoying person. I'm gonna teach you how to not be that annoying person. I'm gonna teach you when are you chasing and when are you being persistent? Because there's a huge, huge difference between chasing, right, somebody and over chasing and being too persistent and being that person that, yeah, you've gotta be persistent, you gotta make sure that you're following up. So we're gonna get into all those tips. I remember one specific story, there was a company that I was interested in. This was probably 13, 14 years ago and it was the first time I was gonna say yes to network marketing. That person never ever contacted me again. So first things first, knowing that, you've gotta make sure that you follow the, uh, what was the Ralph Waldo Emerson? His, his quote was, what you say or speak, or what you do speak so loudly, I cannot hear what you say. So if you're truly that passionate and excited about what you're doing and you're truly that confident, you are gonna make sure that you follow up with them. Think about that. You're gonna make sure you follow up with them. So make sure that you're being consistent in those actions. I would say, make sure you follow up quickly. This is the tip number one. We went into the story, this is tip number one. Make sure that you follow up quickly after the initial invite or presentation. Thanks, Sheila, for sharing. And the reason is, is as Jim Rohn says, you don't know when the birds are gonna get to them. They could have gone and they're super excited about the business, the product, the opportunity, right? And all of a sudden they go share it with a friend or family member that says, oh, you're doing one of those network marketing things. Those things don't work. So you need to make sure that you're controlling content, you're controlling flow, you're making sure that you're following up with them really quickly because their emotions are high or semi-high. Wherever they are, they're excited. And the odds are if they're not speaking to you that the emotions are going to go down. 
they're not going to go up because the odds are they're going to be talking thanks they're going to be talking with somebody who isn't familiar with what your business is so you've got all these amateurs that have never made any money and somehow they're the experts in network marketing they've never made any money they've never had any success can you imagine going to a realtor for real estate and saying hey you've never had any success you've you tried real estate for a couple months can you give me some advice can you imagine going to someone for advice instead of a doctor and saying, hey, you didn't go to medical school um, and you've never been successful as far as giving advice on medicine, but can you help me out? That's what people do. So you need to make sure, yes, Heather, within 24 hours that you're following up, you gotta have that set up right away. Now this leads into tip number two, and this is one of the big, big mistakes that I made, that I feel like other people made. Let's have a little bit of fun right now. Let's make sure we have a little bit of fun, as always. I want to know, which is your favorite season? Is it summer? Is it fall? Is it winter? What is it? Is it spring? Which is your favorite season? Because I'm in fall. I like fall, but I'm about to go into winter. Not so sure about winter. So I'm going to have to go visit all of you that live in warm weather places during my winter. So we go into this big tip number two, this huge pitfall that I feel like too many of us make. So I'm going for the follow-up. Hey, Terry. Hey, Wendy. Hey, Heather. Hey, Carl. I was just calling to see, what What do you think? What, so what do you think about this, this business thing? What are your thoughts? Or you just say, you know, what do you think? That's a huge mistake. Don't do that. This is right there. Shame on you. Don't do that. That is one of the biggest mistakes that everybody makes in network marketing. When we say everybody, I know I'm generalizing. It may not be you. That was me. The reason for that is because, again, going back to tip number one, if you don't follow up quickly, the birds could have gotten to them. And Jim Rohn explains the birds if you're, you're creating a harvest and the birds come and they, they get the seeds and they take the seeds away. So that's what I'm referring to. So I don't ever ask, so what do you think? Because on a scale of one to 10, maybe they left and they were at a seven. They could be at a four or five. So I'm thinking they're still at a seven, but I have no idea. So the last thing I wanna do is, I don't wanna ask them, where are you at? Because they could tell me no. So the very first thing that I'm gonna do when I follow up is, I'm going to share with them everything that I'm excited about. I'm gonna make sure that I'm going to go through all the things that I love about this business that we're going to do together and remind them and let them hear the passion in my voice. Passion doesn't mean that you're yelling and you're screaming. Let them hear the passion, the excitement, the commitment that I have. Let them feel and hear the energy. Then I'm going to remind them of all the reasons why they told me they were excited in the initial presentation. So again, I'm building back up their interest and I'm going to go into more ways that you can actually do that. So that's what I would do for tip number two. That was one of the big, huge pitfalls that I use. And hopefully my goal is always to provide enough leverage for all of you. These are always generic trainings that you can share these with your teams. And so they're all being trained for free. It helps them out. It helps all of us out. So from there, we go into tip number three, which is how do you build back their interest? So now what I'll do is, is I'll quickly transition and I'll ask them, what got you most excited about this business? What are you most excited about this product? What are you most excited about about this service? And the reason why I'll do that is again, maybe they thought of something that was brand new to them that they love. 
And so what I'm doing is again, I'm trying to figure out what are their hot buttons? Because I always say this, people are not buying a product or service or even a business. They're buying a void that you're filling. They're buying some sort of dream, whether it's your product helps them to lose weight, your service helps them to create time freedom, whether it's your business opportunity helps them to create time freedom, whatever it is, they're buying that that dream. So I want to figure out even more, what is it they're really buying so that I can help focus and emphasis on those hot buttons. As we're going into tip number three is how to build back their interest. There's lots of different ways. Your goal is to get as many exposures as you can to build that belief. They say in sales, it takes about seven different exposures for somebody to be closed. I don't think that's true in network marketing. And I'll tell you some of the biggest leaders in the world teach that. And I think their intentions are good. I've never seen that statistic in network marketing and everybody takes it from sales. I like the idea that they're not closing the first one. How many exposures in your experience does it take for somebody to say yes on average? Some are the first time, some are 10 times. For me, and follow it with times. So you could say three times, four times, five times. For me, on average, I've seen it be, I would say probably almost four times. Maybe just if I were gonna be really specific here, 3.7 times, I don't know. Um, But it's right around there for the average person. Some of you are really just ballers. And so when someone says seven, uh, I don't think so, but it can be. So most of the time, yeah, I agree. Most of you are saying are out three or four. That's that's when it is. So your goal is, is how to build back their interest up or how to increase their interest is get them more exposures. A three-way call, uh, a three-way, maybe meeting in person. Maybe it's a a Zoom. Maybe it's whatever it is. Maybe it's, a, it's a, a video that you have that you feel like you're showing them. I and I let them know when I send them the video, hey, look, this video doesn't do everything we do justice, but it's something extra for you to see a little bit more of what we're doing. Check it out. It's going to explain the products. So I'm going to go through that to them and I'm going to set up because I never want them to feel like they're making or a video makes or breaks their decision. So it's the setup of how you send that video. Because you can send a video and it can be powerful, but if they think they're making a decision based on the video, that's like them deciding if they like a movie or not based on the preview. That's not fair. The preview can sometimes do a good job. Sometimes the preview doesn't even do it justice. So you need to make sure that you're setting that up. So you build back their, their interest level or increase their interest level with giving them additional exposures. That is your goal as you're doing this business. And I'm doing that until, and this is just kind of a side tip before I get into tip number four, five, and maybe some bonus ones, is until they get to me on a scale one to 10, a seven. Once they get to a seven or an eight, they're telling me they want to be closed. They still may be scared, but they're telling me they're interested enough that they want to do this business. Because you're never going to know everything. You're never going to be, for the most part, at a 10. Most people aren't at a 10. A seven to me says, hey, I'm interested enough. Now I need to help them overcome their fears and say, look, we're doing this together, doing this as a team. That's into the close. I've done trainings on that. I can do another training on the close, but that was just total sidestep. We're going to come all the way back in and bring it in for you. So as we go through, that's tip number three. Now we're going to go into tip number four. I never know if my phone's showing backwards or not. So I go like that. So tip number four, take charge. Ooh. Take charge and tell them what to do. Did that just scare you? Did that just give you one of these? Take charge 
and tell them what to do. What do I mean by take charge and tell them what to do? Now understand, I'm not telling you to be overbearing. I'm not telling you to be a salesperson. I'm not telling you to be a jerk. Take charge and tell them what to do is a little bit different. Take charge and tell them what to do. I look at it as this, we were told what to do by our parents. We were told what to do by our teachers. We were told what to do by a boss. We're, being, we're used to being told what to do. When somebody on a scale one to 10 gets to that seven or an eight or a nine or wherever they're at, right? You need to make sure that you're that person that shows that confidence and you take charge and tell them what to do in an authentic way. So for example, let's say somebody on a scale one to 10 is a six or a seven, maybe they're at a six right now. And so I say, hey, Will, you know, he's giving me what he's interested in, what Will loves about the business. I know his hot buttons, everything. And I say, Will, sounds like you're really excited about this business. Sounds like you just need to know a little bit more. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you this video. And what, what you need to do is just watch this video, take notes on what you like and what you don't like. And then we're going to get on a phone call tomorrow. Uh, I'd prefer in the morning. What's your schedule like in the morning? If it's not in the morning, then let's make sure that we talk during lunch. So you see how I said it in a way that was conversational, it wasn't overbearing, but I took charge and told them what to do. That's the exact same thing you'll do when they're at a seven, eight, nine, or a 10, when it's time to close. You're not gonna hard close them and say, you're signing up right now. I'll say, you know what? It sounds like you're interested enough to do this business. I know it's scary. I was scared when I started, but we're gonna do this together. My very first goal is to help you make your money so this is what I'll need. And you let them know the basic information you need. And so you see how I did it in a conversational way. I took charge. You tell people what to do. Again, make sure you understand that you don't misinterpret that. If the world loves bulbous, it makes them curious, contagious. It, it, you need to make sure it makes it where, I'll say that right. It makes it where people are curious and it's contagious. You need to make sure that you're doing it in your authentic way where you're not trying to be that over the top, just close, 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 hard pitch people, annoying. I'm always trying to teach you to be the best version of you because I know at the beginning, I tried to be like my mentor who I love to death, very, very strong personality over the top and it did not go over well. People are like, what are you saying, Rob? Who are you trying to be? So I'll never try to teach you to be that person. I'm trying to teach you principles that you can apply to your personality that will help you to have more success. So I think that was tip number four. I always get confused, you guys know that. Tip number five, and this is a big one. When am I chasing him? When am I being persistent? When am I becoming part of the NFL, the exclusive, no friends league, the exclusive, no friends left? But then I know I've gotta be persistent in my business. Well, a couple of things. One, it's effective communication. Hopefully you set it up right in the introduction. Hopefully, they trust you enough that things are good. But every so often, you've got that avoider, that person that you don't know. You're insecure, right? I know I was insecure. Are they just avoiding you because they don't have any interest in what you're doing? Or are they legitimately busy? I don't know. But I know when I started my business, I felt like everybody was avoiding me when it was probably half were busy, half were avoiding because I was so scared. I was so insecure when I started this business. So I took everything so personal. People flake, that's what they do in everything in life. Most people can't stay committed to anything they do in life, so stop taking it so personal. And I get it, so here's the difference. When are you chasing and when are you being persistent? So what I do is I set it up in the intro. 
I let them know that, hey, look, all I ask is, is that you're always straight up with me. I'll be straight up with you. I'll never be that annoying person that just annoys the crap out of you. I'm never going to be that annoying person. I do this business. I have success without annoying people. Now, one, I just taught them that they can do this business without being that annoying person. So for them, they feel like, wow, okay, they're starting to see themselves. I could do this. Number two, what I'm also teaching them is that I'm not going to be that annoying person. And so they can be, they can be straight up with me. They can be effective communicators with me. So now what I'll do is if they still end up being that person, right, where they end up avoiding me, then what I'll do is, is I'll reach out to them and I always give them an out. This is key. This is a huge tip for you. I will tell them, I will say, look, I know that you're so busy right now with everything you have going on with life. And so I just gave them the out if they've been avoiding me. So it's less awkward. I just broke that awkward phase where now they feel like, oh yeah, I am so busy. Thank you so much. Now they feel like they can get back to me. So now, then from there I'll say, and I know that, but have you had a chance to be able to watch that video? I'd love to get on with you. What's your schedule like? Can you get on today during lunch or even if it has to be at 10 or 11 p.m. at night? Now, they're probably not going to get on at 10 or 11 p.m. at night, but I always say that so that I can let them know how serious I am. So, when are you chasing? Well, if it gets to the point where you keep calling and keep texting and you feel like, wow, I've done this a couple times, I don't want to be that person, then what do I do? What do I say? I do the call out either voice message. That's what I used to do. I don't do voice message anymore unless you're leaving a text voice message because voice messages are just painful. I feel like if someone wants to be really rude to me, they leave me a long voice message, a voicemail, right? No one wants to listen to long voicemails. So it could be a quick message, voice message that you're sending via text or I'll, I'll give them a call out text. Um, I prefer to do voice because they can hear my passion. And so this is how it would go. It'd be like, hey, Dan, like I said, I know that you're crazy busy. I have no idea. Maybe you're not interested at all. Maybe you still do have interest and you've just been really busy with everything that's going on. Either way, I just wanted to let you know, I never want things to be awkward at all. Friends first. Uh, love it if you hit me up either way and just be straight up and let me know where you're at. That's it. Boom, that's it. That's all I do. Simple. Now it's not awkward of, ooh, what am I gonna do when I see them, when I go to the movies or when I see them roundabout or whatever, what am I gonna do? Um, anything like that where you're avoiding them. I don't wanna avoid them. If anything, I don't want them to say no, but I'd rather have them say no if they're gonna say no anyways. And half the time, I found those people come back to me and say, no, Rob, I'm still interested. Things are really busy. Let's chat tonight. Or, hey, Rob, I'm really, really busy. Let's catch up next week. Or, hey, Rob, whatever it is, you know what? Right now is just not a good time. And I'll say, great, no worries. Would you like me to contact you? Here's the follow-up of the follow-up of the follow-up. Would you like me to reach back out to you in five or six months? See how I ask for permission. And if they say yes, then I'm not annoying them when I reach back out to them. If they say no, which almost no one's going to say no, but if they say no, then I don't reach back out to them. I don't. I, I respect them. Friends first. So that's how I avoid the NFL, okay? The NFL, the no friends league, the no friends left. So that was tip.
tip number five, right? Somebody help me out. I think that's what we did right there. I don't know. So that was chasing, uh, posturing. People always talk about posturing. Part of the follow-up, sometimes you can't do the takeaway. The problem is, is the takeaway, I think a lot of times is misconstrued, mistaught. People are teaching the takeaway where I'm just going to take the business away from them right away. <sighs> Be careful because sometimes we take away something that they don't even know what you're taking away. I mean, that's like giving them a box and this box has a million dollars in it and they don't even know what's in the box. And so you're like, well, that's okay. I've got somebody else who's interested in the box and I'm extremely busy right now. They would have said yes if they knew it had a million dollars in it. So stop doing the takeaway so early. Focus on all the other things that I taught you. That's tip number six as far as posturing. Make sure that you're sharing with them what's inside the box because you think you're doing all this crafty, well, I'm just going to take it away. Now they're going to be interested. Come on, how many people, when you take away the business too early, are that interested? They're not. Make sure that your goal is, is to get them to have enough information that they can make an educated decision on if they want to say yes or no. Then once they see what's in the box, yeah, you can get to the point where Maybe they've looked at the business four or five times. They know what's in that box. By the way, I just came up with that box right now. I've never given that before. So once they know what's in the box, then you can do the takeaway and say, hey, look, I'm really busy. I really believe you can do this. I believe we can do this together. No, we can make things happen. But right now, where are you at? What's your decision? Because I don't, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. Yeah, now you can do the takeaway. Now you can make it happen, right? But until then, no, you gotta wait. You can't take away a box that they don't even know there's a million dollars in it or whatever I said in the analogy. So that would be tip number five, six, seven. I think it was tip number six as we talk a little bit about posturing. So uh, we talked about how many exposures, we talked about all that stuff. The last thing that I would say, I always hope this is just massive leverage. It's always generic training for your teams. I'm a consultant, I'm a speaker. I'm a coach, so everything I do is always going to be generic for all of you. So, and by the way, my Audible book did just come out. So if you don't like my voice, I tell everybody you can put it on two or three times speed, and then I'll sound like a chipmunk. That's what my 12-year-old son told me yesterday. Dad, you're speaking too slowly. So feel free to do that as well. So the last tip is, is make sure that you have your next follow-up plan from your follow-up. So I talked about it at the beginning, quick follow-up within 24 hours. We do that with the intro for the follow-up, but from the follow-up to the follow-up, you need to make sure that you have your next one planned. You always gotta plan what your next one is. You always try to have as many different exposures as you can. You're always trying to make sure that you're the voice in their head, that you're controlling content, because you never know if the birds are gonna get to them. You never know what's gonna affect their emotions. This is how I look at it, and this is the analogy I'll give you that I feel like will help a ton. The analogy that I always give is when people start they're, they're on their deathbed. And it's like anything that goes wrong, they're done. They're done. It's almost like they're in a coma. And so your job, your goal is, is to be able to nourish them. That's what you're doing with these third-party exposures and different tools and videos and everything that you have. You're nourishing them so that they can come alive, so that they can stand on their own two feet, so they can walk. But at the beginning, it's touch and go. At the beginning, one person says the wrong thing. If you're not all over that, and you're not helping them, and you're not giving them multiple exposures, and you're not constantly following up, and you're trying to do it in an authentic way where they don't feel like you're overbearing, then anything that goes wrong, you could have had that golden contact 
that could have helped you tremendously in your business, could have helped themselves as well. But the problem is, the problem is, yep, you're right, it is in the ebook. That is exactly where the analogy comes from in my ebook. And in there, I talk about that. The problem is, is we too many times, we don't nurture that. You've got to nurture it and nurture it and nurture it because otherwise anything goes wrong and they're dead in this business. So I appreciate all of you for sharing. I hope that you found wisdom in this. I hope you found insights. I hope you found one thing that helped you out tremendously in your business. And we'll see what the next training's on. I don't know what it is. This one I planned out in two parts. And so if you didn't watch the invite, go back and watch the invite, which was four days ago. I think it was on Monday. Today's Thursday, but four days ago. And you can go watch that and you can get the invite. Here's the follow-up. So appreciate all of you until the next time. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast. If you're loving the podcast, make sure you go smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the latest and greatest podcasts. And as always, please go leave a five-star raving review. And then the last thing I always want to mention to all that listen to podcasts is if you go to www.robsperry.com, I have tons of free content there to help you out to build your network marketing business.